Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for September 16th, 2020. I'm privileged that I get to do this on a daily basis. I get to share the word of God with you. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming for you. I don't know if you know this, but if you've been watching today's word for any length of time, you know that greater is coming for you. God made plans for you before the world began. This is part 26 of the series. So this is the beginning of like the sixth week of this particular series, and I trust that you've been enjoying it. I've been teaching on faith and patience for months. And the title of today's message comes in the form of a question. Look at me while I ask you the question. The question is simple. Can you handle success? Like for real, for real. Can you handle success? Can you handle it? Can you handle it if God gives you what you say you want, right? Can you handle success. So let's get into the message for this morning. So what I did in the last few messages, we started off by looking at 1 Samuel chapter 16, then 1 Samuel chapter 17. And then for the last couple of messages, I just kind of gave you no particular passage. We were just covering the life of David in general. I want us to go back to specific passages. So today I'm covering 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 52 to 57. Let's get into it. So by this point in the story, uh, we know that David killed the, the giant, Goliath. And that when he did, it kind of like snapped the, the Israeli army out of whatever like stupor they were in. They were like mesmerized and they hadn't done anything for 40 days. So boom, they snap out of it. And all of a sudden they're ready to fight. So they chase the Philistines as far as Gath to the gates of Ekron. And the Bible says that bodies of the dead and the wounded from the Philistines were strewn out for miles. So as far as you can see, there were dead Philistines everywhere. Then the Israelite army came back and went into the Philistine camp and they took all that stuff. They plundered. They took the plunder and the spoils from the battle. They took everything that was in the Philistine camp uh, when the battle was over and they went back. So David then took Goliath's armor. I, I love this part because the Bible is better than movies. I love it when, when um, David goes over to Goliath's body, takes the armor off of his corpse and says, I'm going to keep this for a trophy. And then just like something straight out of the movies, he takes, because he cut Goliath's head off with his own sword, he takes Goliath's head in his hand and says, I'm going to go take this to the king. So while this was going on, King Saul reaches over to the general of his army, General Abner, who really wasn't in command that day because he didn't do anything. But he says, Abner, he's like, yes, sir. He says, whose son is this young man? Now, that's interesting because Saul already knew him. Saul knew David as a heart player, remember? Saul knew David as an armor bearer, remember? And so now, but the problem is that I guess when Saul was just looking at David as a heart player, he never... Never thought to ask, who's your daddy? Where are you from? None of that, right? So, so now that he killed the giant, and now that he's gonna, he did it on the national stage, and now that he's going to be celebrated and exalted, uh, then, then he was like, well, I guess I need to know who this dude is. So he was like, well, who is, <laughs> who is this guy? Where is he from? 
who's his daddy? You know, who's his people? Uh, and and, and the, the general's like, I don't know. And so David, I mean, Saul says to Abner, well, then find out who he is. So David, here, here comes David. David is walking up with the, with the head still in his hand. And the general says, okay, come on. I need to take you to the king. So he walks up to the king with the, with the head dangling from his fingers. I mean, this is straight out of Hollywood, right? So he's doing that. And he walks up and the king says, tell me about your father, young man. And David said, I love it. He said, my daddy's name is Jesse and we live in Bethlehem. And we're going to stop here for today. I got more stuff to cover on tomorrow. I'll stop there for today. So what does this mean to you today? This, that piece of the story, that was a good story. But what does it mean to you today, right? Because you've got a lot of stuff to do. I have four things to share with you in this morning, and then I'm going to release you into this day. You ready? Four things. This is where I want you to open up your heart to receive. Four things. Number one, here we go. So one major point in the life of David is that private victories precede public victories. The Lord made sure that David killed a lion and a bear with his bare hands when no one was watching. Well before he killed the giant when everyone was watching, right? Because if you can't handle private success, you certainly will not be able to handle public success. Public success can destroy you if you don't know how to handle it. So pride has been the downfall of many believers. Here's the point. The point is that while you're handling your battles in private and you keep asking God, okay, God, Lord, when are you going to expose me? When are you going to elevate me? When are you going to cause people to notice me? Listen, I got it. <laughs> Just keep winning your battles in private. If you keep doing that, if you make it a habit to win and to do the right thing when no one is watching, then God will ensure that there will come a day where everyone is watching. He will cause his, his, his grace, his favor, his spotlight. God will, will put a spotlight on you, your business, your proposals, whatever you submit. God will cause his... His spotlight, his supernatural favor to call you out. People will notice you and you will be celebrated, but it's just not going to happen before the right time. So the process that you're going through now is actually preparing you. God is preparing you in private for public success. He just can't release you before the right time. You got it? Matter of fact, let me just say this. I'm going to slide this in. This wasn't in the written portion, but I'll slide it in for free. The Lord told me in two, the year 2000, so 20 years ago, he says, I'm preparing you. He says, I'm hiding you and I'm feeding you, kind of like Moses' mother did. I'm hiding you and I'm feeding you and you're growing. I'm hiding you and you're, I'm feeding you and you're growing, just like Moses' mother did. And there will come a day where, where the Bible says that she could no longer hide that, that joker. He was, he was too big. She, when he could no longer be hid, she had to release him into the water. And the, and, and the Lord told me 20 years ago, he hasn't done this yet. I'm still being hid. One day he's going to release me. Uh, but he says, listen, there will come a day where you can no longer be hid. There will come a day where I will release you and I will cause my, my light to shine upon you and you will be noticed. That's what happened with David that day. Number two, you must embrace the grace to handle success the right way. See, handling failure is difficult, right? A lot of people say that, oh, handling failure is difficult. But guess what? Handling success can be even more difficult. Success has a way of chewing you up and spitting you out if you're not ready for it. The good news, though, is that just like God is not going to allow you to face a challenge that you're not ready for, God will not allow you to face success that you can't handle either. So here's my point. Look at me. If you are experiencing success right now in the season, if you are prospering in the middle of a pandemic, it's because you can handle it. So embrace the grace 
to handle it and accept success with grace, right? And humility. Uh, if you remain humble, which is me being little in your own eyes, it's funny that, that I'm talking about this with David because David is replacing a guy that didn't remain humble. David is going to eventually replace Saul. And what was Saul's problem? He didn't remain humble. The prophet actually said to Saul, when you were little in your own eyes, you would not have done this. So the point is that we have to remain little in our own eyes. Don't, don't, don't believe what people say about you. Like, don't read your own press. You know, when, when, when people come, like even, let me just say this, even when I preach the gospel, right? So let's say that you're preaching the gospel and, and you're praying like I just did. I'm praying for God to use me and speak through my vocal cords, think through my mind, operate through my limbs. After you preach and, and, you know, after you pray for people, people come by, oh my God, oh Rick, that was, that was amazing. That was for me. That was great. Listen, you got to be careful not to get caught up in that stuff. Like, like you can get the big head. I always say to God be the glory. And people go, oh no, but it wasn't God. It was you. It wasn't God. You studied for hours. Stop. It was God, right? So remember, was it God? Yes. Was it me? Yes. Okay. I have a part in it, but even whatever I contributed, it was still the grace of God. Never get Never allow yourself to get the big hit, right? You got to remain little in your own eyes. You got it? All right, number three. Never forget where you came from. Oh, I love this. I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. You know, I never forget where I came from. David knew he had just won this amazing victory. It was a national victory. It was a national stage. Soon, we're going to see in the text that people are crying out, David, David, they're calling out his name. But when they asked him about his dad and where he's from, he said, my dad's name is Jesse. And we live in Bethlehem. Oh, I love it. He didn't say, my dad, oh, my dad is, his name is Jesse. He's from Bethlehem. No, 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 no. He said, we're from Bethlehem. That's where I'm from, baby. I never forget where you're from. He said, we and not he. I love it. He said he was proud to talk about where he came from. He was proud to bring honor to his family name. He was proud to bring honor to his, to Bethlehem. I'm proud to talk about the fact that I'm from Brooklyn. See, when, when God deals with you. Yes, he wants to deal with your future. He, yes, he is propelling you into your destiny, but that doesn't mean that you should be embarrassed about your past. I was raised on welfare. My wife was raised with no running water, no electricity. My mama was raised with no running water and no electricity. I hated buying food with food stamps, but I'm not embarrassed about any of that. Like, you know, I'm okay with where I'm from. I'm very comfortable being me. Don't listen, the mess of your past is actually your message. Your mess is your message, right? Your, your, your stress is your story. The pain that you've experienced is actually the power that fuels you into your purpose. We serve a God that can take your scars and make them stars. Let me just say something about scars for a minute. We serve a God that takes your scars, what you've been through, and he makes them stars. Don't, don't be ashamed of the fact that you had a battle with cancer. Don't be ashamed of the fact that you went through a divorce. Don't be ashamed of the fact that, that you had to file for bankruptcy. Listen, it, it, this is life. Life happens to people. But God can take your scars and make them stars. Actually, I believe that God doesn't use people without scars. <laughs> Why? Because I believe God loves scars. Because scars, scars are like your battle marks. They're proof that you've been through some stuff. They're proof that you have been processed and prepared for your, for your purpose for such a time as this. If you don't have no scars, if you haven't been through anything, if, you haven't, if you're not battle tested, then I just believe that you're not ready, <laughs> that you can't handle it. You, 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 gotta, you gotta have been through some stuff. And, and so, so, so you go through the stuff, yes, 
and then you come out on the other side and then you allow God to use your scars and make them stars and don't be ashamed and don't be embarrassed. Tell your story. Tell your testimony. Look back and be thankful. Just never judge your future by your past. And so we serve a God who's not judging your future by your past, but you should not be ashamed of your past either. God is a God of progression and not regression. You're looking forward ever and backward never. But when you look back, you should be honest about who you are and where you came from. And if you are, if you're honest, then there will be a level of genuineness. There will be a level of authenticity in your story and in your anointing and, and, and on your life, the, the authenticity and the genuineness that is on your life and in your story and who you are, people will be drawn to you because of your authenticity. So don't be ashamed of who you are or where you came from. Tell your story. You got it? All right. Number four and finally, number four, I'm going to wrap this up. Last point for today. Never get, so, never get caught up in success. Now, everyone says that they want success, <laughs> but not everyone can handle it. Now, now, let me ask you this question. This is an important question. What would happen if God gave you what you say you wanted, like that one thing that you keep asking God for, you know what it is. That thing that like, you know, like you, that's the thing. When you're going to sleep, you're falling off, you're thinking about it. When you wake up, you're thinking about it. When you're daydreaming, you're thinking about it. Whatever that thing is for you. What would happen if God gave it to you? Then what? Like, like some people... They, they think they want it, but if God gave, them to, God gave it to you, some people, you got to be careful because if you're not ready, you would actually get caught up in the thing and walk away from God. Let me say it another way. People say, oh, I want this baby. Let's call it a baby. A baby could be a business or a career, a position, a job, some money, whatever. People say, oh, even a car. Like I, I've seen people get a car and forget about God, which is, which is ridiculous. But anyway, let's say you want this baby, whatever this baby is, and you keep asking God for it. God wants to know that I can give you the baby, but then you not get so caught up in the baby that you forget about the God who gave it to you, right? So the question is, can you handle success? My, my point here is, as I close, you should seek God's face, not just his hand. Many Christians just want stuff from God. They don't want God. They just want stuff. They don't want God. They, they, they get just drawn to, this is where they, they name it and claim it and blab it and grab it because all they want is houses and cars and money. And, 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 and if that's what you want, I don't know what Bible you're reading. God doesn't have any problem with giving you any of that, but that's not the focus. That's not the point. Like, I mean, like you got to seek God's face, not his hand. You got to have a relationship with God. The, the goal is to be like Jesus in this world. So, so seek God, his face, not just his hand. Remain humble. And if you do, if you remain humble, if you remain little in your own eyes, then God can give you success after success after success after success because at that point, success will not destroy you. You got it? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, I'm teaching better than you're saying amen. Now I'm just messing with y'all. I can see you commenting. I appreciate you guys. I love you. All right, so I want you to say this. Open out loud. Say this over your life. Say, Father... I expect to experience your best because you've prepared me for it. All my life, you've been preparing me for now. I have had many private successes. (laughs) And I did wonder when you were going to expose me and elevate me. But I don't have to wonder anymore. I trust you, Father. I know that when you open the door and you bring me before great men and great women, 
I will be prepared to handle the success with grace. Your grace is on me to experience everything I experience, good or bad, easy or tough, up or down. I am prepared to handle everything that comes my way. And I'm ready to bring honor to my family name. I shall leave a legacy of righteousness for my children and my children's children. As for me and my household, we shall be known as a family who brings glory to your name, which is why I can boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, don't you want my notes? Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address, and you'll get all my notes in your email uh, inbox every day for free. Listen, can you handle it? Like, I mean, for real, can you handle success? Can you handle if God really bless you? Can you be blessed and not walk away from God? I don't know how people just get caught up in stuff. Uh, uh, Isabella and I, you know, we were raised with nothing, uh, you could say, and then and now we, you know, we're at the point where we pretty much have what we wanted, what we asked God for. But the most important thing in our life is God. It's not stuff. And we, we talk about it. if we lose the house and the cars and everything, I, I, I'm still good. I still have God. Like God has to be number one. Remain little in your own eyes. Keep your perspective right. And if you, if you do, God will give you success. And, and it will be success after success after success. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. And then share this message because this is something people need to hear. Share this message on your social media and on your timeline and with your friends. I love you for real. I do. I love you. And God loves you too. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.